podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. June Callison, you're a, a Tartan Army foot soldier, I think it's fair to say. What's, yeah. uh, what's, uh, what's your kind of thoughts, concerns uh, about, you know, because obviously you're looking forward to going to see your team at European Championships, but then there's also that, that kind of lingering <laughs> lingering fucking COVID thing. <laughs> yes, oh yeah. <laughs> might have an impact. So sum up your kind of feelings the last couple of days. Oh, um, God, that's really difficult to say. That. I think the first, I, I still can't quite put it into words. It's it's pretty unbelievable. Um, going back to Thursday night, it was, it was really odd because I was almost less nervous than I was for the Israel match because I just had it in my mind that we were never going to do it because it's we've, we've had glorious failure so many times. I just thought this is not going to happen. And even in the, like the 88th minute, I was like, it's fine. We'll, they'll score. It'll be fine. They'll score. And I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. And then extra time was, and it, but then you, you, you just start to think penalties. I was like, no, it's fine. They'll score. And so when we did it, it's like, I almost couldn't even celebrate. I just, I just broke down. Because I was like, we've actually done it. It's just, it was so unbelievable. And then you, the phone call started and the the zooms started and you cracked open the whiskey and it was like, this is just incredible. Um, and it was just amazing. And I think looking forward to the Euros, I'd almost forgotten what to do with the COVID thing because the next day I, I seen posts on Facebook where I've just booked a hotel in London. I've just booked this, and I was like oh my God, I need to think about this stuff again. I've not travelled for a year. It's like, what would I do? How do I do this? So it's like, where did, where did I start? So, so we were like, I, I just, I just, yeah, it was uh, lost for words. But um, we were kind of looking forward to it. It's like we started looking at um, uh, kind of thoughts about getting tickets and things. And obviously we are quite high pointers in SSC, so we should in theory be okay. But with COVID, you just don't know. And you don't know what UEFA are going to do because they've already sold tickets to kind of well, local fans and through the UEFA portal. Um, and SSE haven't got any tickets officially yet. So you're kind of just sitting going, oh my God, is, is there a chance we won't be there? And and then that starts to go in your mind. So, But I think one of the things that we've been sitting thinking about the last day is my, my husband's got a, a teenage son who's just turned 18 and he's never seen Scotland in a and a tournament, I think one of the big things for us looking at it over the last day or so is this is so much bigger than us as football fans being sat at that match. This is so much bigger than that. This is the whole nation getting behind a decent, not not just a lucky Scotland team, an actually good performing Scotland team that's unbeaten in nine matches that have qualified for a tournament. And it's just it just feels so good to see everyone, the whole country, just behind the team. And for me, now looking at it, I'm thinking, you know what? Whether we're at that match or not, against England, against Croatia, against the Czech Republic, whether we are near, we're there or not, that's not what matters. What matters is that we've made it. We've made that tournament and the whole nation is behind it. And that is just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Oh, it's so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say that. I could, I could actually hear the emotion in your voice. You're like, Ryan Christie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, oh, Ryan Christie, what a hero. What a hero. And that was, yeah, all of them. All of them. That's the thing. Every single one of them played their part. Even Ollie McBurney, he still played his part. 
But it was like he scored was, a penalty. Yeah, the, the, I was. He was so cool. I thought everybody thought oh, he's going to miss, and it's like nope. He took it, and he's so cool. It was like they all did their part. Yeah. So let's say let's let's look at the positive. Let's let's act positive. Let's say that everything is going to be, if not fine by next summer, then at least there's they'll allow supporters back at the stadiums. Uh, yeah. What what would it mean to to be able to go watch Scotland live at, at European Championships? Oh, do you know, my husband's in the background going, "I've been there." <laughs> he was at Euro '96 um, at Wembley uh, last time, so he's you know he's obviously been there, done it, but. I just, I don't know. I can't, can't even think what it would be like. I mean, there's, there's so many fans that I know, I know that have been there before. They've done the tournaments, but even for them, it's, it's massive. And hearing the stories from them about the tournaments, it just, for so long, I thought I'm never going to get that chance. And you start to think, yeah, it's never going to happen. And now believing that it's come, it's, I'm going to be there. I'm going to get to experience that. It's just an incredible feeling. It really is. And God, it's like when I started, I remember when I started going to games, it wasn't long after, well, it was just before the England playoffs, I think. So at that point, you you were thinking, I won't belong to win at a tournament. It was just an, an assumption that I was going to get to the next one. You know, after France 98, I remember I was 15 maybe at the time. I remember getting the day, um, getting let home from school early to watch the Brazil game. Um, and I remember sitting watching it and thinking, oh, in four years' time, I'll be, I'll be 19, 20. I might be able to go. And it's like, no, <laughs> just, just no. Just, uh, it's like, um, oh, God, how many years? 22 years later. And I'm like, finally get that chance. So it's just, yeah, for me and, and knowing that yeah, we'll get that chance. And then, uh, like I said, Steve's son, Jack, to pass those men, to hopefully he'll be there, but to say to him, look, this is this is massive. I've waited thirty seven years for this. You hopefully you'll be there as well. You're eighteen. It's like this is the stuff that you can pass on to your kids, and hopefully I'll pass on to you know to his kids. And you know that that that's the kind of thing that this is. It's all the memories. It's all the stories. And it's thinking now that I'm going to have my own stories of a tournament. That is that is really big. That is really big. That was tremendous. Thank you very much. No problem. <laughs> Ewan Booth Robertson, I believe you have a story to tell me about watching Scotland at Wembley. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I should tell it, but you know, I've already committed, so I'll, I'll tell it now. Um, it was back when I was at, at university and we played Scotland, played England at Wembley. I think it's a Friday night or a Thursday night game. Um, we lost 3-0. Um, that didn't really matter to me, to be honest. I was just there for the experience. But anyway, I had a, I was still at university at the time and managed to bag some free tickets. Uh, obviously, the uni is part of the SFA. So I went down, but I had a, a really important presentation um, on the on the Friday, I think it was. So I emailed my tutor. You know, it was the, the old case of, I've got diarrhoea, I'm, I'm sick, I can't move outside my bed. So obviously, I travelled down to, to London um, I'm, I'm well oiled, to put it mildly. Um, kind of stumble down to my seat, um, and who's sitting in front of me? Um, my tutor. Uh, <laughs> 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 and it was like a really important presentation. It was like my fourth year at uni. It was like towards my final grade, and uh, he sees me there, and he's like, oh, "You're supposed to be out." And I couldn't believe it. Um, but luckily, it turned out great. You know, I bought him a pint. Um, and then it kind of let it go. And funnily enough, I actually done the presentation next week, and they gave me a, a first. So 
there you go. Um, if he's listening, I apologise for calling you out, but hey ho. <laughs> I was really into all that, eh? Yeah, just one of those stories. I couldn't believe it. I seen him there. I was like, God, how have I got away with this? But I managed to get away with it. So, but yeah, it was a brilliant experience. I think you know, following your country, you kind of get those kind of moments, don't you? So, um, I, how you how, how you feeling about the possibility of maybe being able to do it again next summer? Yeah, well, funnily enough, I'm not at university anymore, so I won't have to get across that bridge. But you know, I think the most important thing that I took away from the result that night was. You know, football's got this incredible power to like bring people together from like different demographics or or different mindsets. You know, you, you know, me like you love Scottish football and it's great to see the kind of country, you know, come together and have a moment of celebration amidst a year of you know sheer pain and anguish. You know, it's um it's a thing that stood out for me is it's such a likable squad. You know, there's so many players in there who you can just relate to and you know, you've seen Ryan Christie and there's so many other stories as well, isn't there? Like Stephen O'Donnell played for my beloved Partick Thistle in the Championship. And um, there's a few other players. You know, Lyndon Dykes was saying he scored like two goals a season for uh, Queen of the South, and now he's you know a national hero. There's so many of those stories as well. It's just it's brilliant, isn't it, Craig? Yeah, ah, yeah. Those <laughs> the Dykes story is incredible. Uh, like even even like looking at the defence on on like Declan Gallagher at the heart of the back three Andy Consign obviously didn't play any part in, in the, the Serbia match but he's you know come into the squad recently and we've got these guys who have who are the kind of bigger stars your 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 McGinn's your kind of Christie's your Armstrong's but there really seems to be uh, Clark getting a, a lot out of these kind of other kind of less fashionable players I think is the best way to put it 100% and I'm going to take this opportunity this is my Graham Sunnis uh, in Turkey moment because you know I was a big advocate of playing Scott McTominay uh, centre back and I got absolutely slated uh, for <laughs> suggesting that and I remember Craig Anderson the Terrace's favourite he kept going for me and I kept going for him back and I think he had he must have had him saved in drafts and I like Craig's contribution to the podcast but you know, it was like an evergreen tweet when they had a bad game. And I remembered this. And this is my perfect opportunity just to say, Craig, get up here. <laughs> 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 it's also, also one of those moments I've, you know, I've kept going about. I think he can play there because he's got like, the characteristics in terms of his height. Um, you know, he's quite good in the ball. Uh, some people don't think he is, but I, I think he is. Um, and see, when he made that mistake in the 90th minute, I just knew that, that tweet was going to come back and haunt me. <laughs> Uh, and I, I was like doubly angry because I could just imagine I was gonna, I was gonna get it again. But I was absolutely delighted. So this is my Graham Sunnis. I'm, I'm putting my flag right in the middle of the of the terrace boys, and I'm saying you were wrong. <laughs> you, you must have also then been shitting yourself as well when it gets to when it gets to penalties and he's stepping forward to take number three. I think it was That's two or three. Back, it was in the back of my head, you know. <laughs> it was right there. But to be fair to Scott, like, he, he showed massive. Say a cojones to, to step up there because you know imagine he'd made that you know mis- I say a mistake it was just a moment of lapse in concentration and he missed a penalty you know he would have been the, the new Stuart Armstrong it would have been his like Gareth Southgate Stuart Pierce moment um, and I don't think his accent would have helped for many people as as well but I, I'm honestly delighted for him and like I said there's so many likable players in the squad I just it, it's just so good that everyone can get behind it and even Steve Clark you know I think people were critical of me you, know, you know I could be yeah I was one of them you know <laughs> I was definitely um, one of them I didn't see where it was going but it seems like we've found a formation that, that definitely works for us um, and you know we go to that tournament I'm I'm sure like 
hundreds of thousands of they've already booked up to go to London. It's, it's going to be amazing. It's a, it's a little, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's a little bit... I'd rather it wasn't at hand in the two games, you know, because imagine going to like Spain or France or or Germany, it'd be un- unbelievable rather than a stadium we've all been to like hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh, and everyone criticises all the time. But it'll still be great. You know, we've got to... Who cares where it is, you know? It could be at Far Hill and I'd still enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, thank you very much. Take care, Craig. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.